you know that fresh produce is the best produce. That's why at Kroger, we invest in local farmers to bring you seasonal picks that taste fresh from the farm good, like sweet corn, refreshing watermelon, and juicy peaches. So whether you're a delivery lover, a picker-upper, or you shop in-store, your local produce always tastes 100% fresh, or you get a 100% refund guaranteed. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey now, it's Brace for Impact, and I'm your host, Mike Gilbert, and I'm joined as always by JD by God Oliva. How are you doing, JD? One day I'm going to get that thing to transition smoothly. <laughs> it drives me nuts the, every week. I think the gimmick where you screw it up every week is actually much better. It's not a gimmick, it's reality. I keep <laughs> screwing it up every single yeah. week. Yeah, and uh, we actually have a special guest with us today. It's uh, Justin uh, Nipper from uh, Wrestling Observer Network, and of course, right here, our very own member of the Fight Game Media family. How you doing, Justin? What's going on, Mike? Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I don't. This is my first time actually, like you know, chatting and talking with you guys on a podcast. We've been. I feel like we've been trying to do something like this for a little while. Well, that's inaccurate. Yeah. You and I recorded quite a few podcasts. <laughs> oh well, yeah, of course. I'm talking about all three of us together. That no one yeah. listened to. <laughs> yeah um, yeah this is uh this is the first time we were able to sucker justin to come uh talk some impact wrestling with us so that's cool uh we we need him to bring his uh ratings over because he's got the i would i i'm gonna go ahead and say it not only the highest rated but in my opinion the best podcast on the fight game media network uh write that down with one mr fumi saito who is a legend in uh in the japanese wrestling history there a historian so uh welcome man we're, we're happy to have you yeah, I'm looking forward to talking Impact because I'm going to be covering it tomorrow on the uh, F4W website uh, against all odds uh, pay-per-view. So when they ask somebody to cover an Impact show that doesn't only cover an Impact show, do you guys get like hazard pay or how does that work? Do no. you guys get a bump? No, uh, it's just I, I think I'm <laughs> filling in for somebody. I, I often yeah. fill in. I often um, – these days I just do New Japan Strong on Saturdays generally, yeah. but um, every now and then when somebody – and I don't know. I, I don't know who usually covers it, but uh, I think it's just a fill-in. I did Triple Mania a month or two ago. Um, it's always fun just to kind of pop in and pop out. Did a couple right. NXTs before it got all colorful. Well, cool. Well, I'm looking forward to using your uh, your live report as my source material. I'm going to go solo on that ass this weekend as I cover against all odds because I am in the most ridiculous time zone known to man, the Honolulu time zone, where I'm just way, way different than everybody else in the entire world, apparently. So uh, I'm going to be recording it on my own. Can You're supposed to do it like Japan time than, than uh, PST. Not, a little no, bit. No, not necessarily. Not necessarily, right? No, so so Japan is like the most east you could get, and we're the most west you could get. So we're like almost polar opposites, if that makes sense. So right now it's it's you know five forty two p.m. um, on Thursday night, right? And so Mm -hmm. that's three hours behind you. So Japan is what what what, what, almost sixteen hours ahead of you right now. So it's like nineteen hours ahead of me. Which oh, is insane. Which is weird because it's only about six hours, eight hours flight. Yeah, it's just the way that the the time zones work is how they right. how they do it. I it's really a, a hard thing to explain. But when New Japan comes on for you guys, like in California, sometimes it'll be like eleven o'clock midnight. It sure. comes on at like eight o'clock where I'm at, or seven. Like 
the Dominion came on at like 7 p.m. And oh, I was cool. mad about that because UFC had just uh, ended at 7. I was at a friend's house. It took me a half hour to get home. And I missed the first couple of matches. Like, hey, New Japan, can you push these back a little bit right. to make it more convenient for me? Because it's not convenient enough. Uh, <laughs> while everybody's like falling asleep, I'm like, you know, complaining this too early. What time is the uh, Against All Odds tomorrow? That's uh, I think it's on West Coast time. It's like 5, I believe. Yeah. So it'll be 2 p.m. in the afternoon, and I will definitely be at work while it's on. And uh, so that's why we record so late um, here is because it comes on while I'm at work. The the regular Impact show comes on at 2 o'clock here. So I rush home, I, I eat dinner, and then I come straight up into the to the man cave up here and I, I watch the show and then we, uh, we hit the record button, man. Um, so that's, that's how we're able to keep this ship going. So it's kind of cool. Cool. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I just, I, I watched the last half of uh, impact and I don't know if you guys are all caught up on tonight's yeah. television, but um, I was really impressed with the main event. Holy shit. Oh, excuse me. I don't know if we can use blue language on this or fuck. Uh, yeah. Fuck, <laughs> fuck shit. Okay. Caught. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Frank Kazarian <laughs> and, um, and Chris Sabin, damn, yeah, they they make me feel proud to be in my late thirties. Oh my gosh, yeah, <laughs> that. So as good as, uh, or as uh, I would say, as bad as last week's episode was, uh, this week was like probably a hundred times better. Hmm. So that's why I'm glad that you're a guest host this week. You actually got to see like a very good episode. Last hmm. week was, you know, very middle of the road. It was WWE light, and this week was, hmm. you know, kind of more full blown. Kind of what we've been more accustomed to in 2022. Go ahead, JD. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of. My lightning just fell over. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. So we'll we'll go ahead we'll go ahead and get started. I know you you didn't catch but the last half of the show, so uh, Justin will we'll, we'll bring in as we go through. We're just going to do kind of a, a quick rundown of the show. Um, and as always, we will start with uh, the BTI pre-show uh, on BTI. Rich Swan beat Raj Singh. And that was talking BTI. Thank you, folks. Thank you for talking BTI with us every single week. Can you remember when Rich Vaughn was the champion of this promotion, and now he's not even on the show? He's the he's the digital media world heavyweight champion, sir. Remember when Rich Vaughn was the champion <laughs> of this promotion, and now he's not even on the show? How long ago was that? Uh, well, he, Kenny beat him, so it was just a year, year and a half. Yeah. 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 Uh, Kenny, Kenny beat him in April of 21, and ever since, he has not been oh, doing wow. much. It's yeah. less than a year and a half. It's only 14 months. Yeah. 15 months. That's crazy. Yeah. After feels- he lost that match, he slid down the card, and then he was a tag team guy for a while with Willie Mack. And it seems like they were trying to get behind him, but they saddled him with the digital media thing. So he just wrestles on you know Twitter and YouTube. So is what it is. You know, for for me, I'm kind of half-assed when it comes to like watching Impact regularly. I think – the main way I keep up is through your articles, Mike. But in general, when I when I can stop in every now and then, one thing that makes it difficult for me is this situation where, like, I, I was kind of confused because I feel like I remember Rich Swan being in the main event picture, having matches with Kenny, and now he's on the first match of the show and there's a digital media title. And for me, like, not always keeping up, it's always this moment where I'm like, what the hell is going on? it's like a barrier for me as a casual fan to like kind of follow it because if i'm kind of confused i mean not everybody has a chance to go on a podcast and talk about it so most other people will just change the channel here's the first rule of the digital media title it's not real it's not a real title they don't they pretty Mm -hmm. much ignore it so we pretty much ignore it It makes it easier 
Yeah, it's it was just it was a, a thing that they created to add more content to their Impact Plus and their YouTube streaming service, and they try to keep the matches exclusive to those services. Um, but because they do that, they don't put it on the regular show. Nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Again, uh, he's he's defending his title against Brian Myers uh, tomorrow against all odds on the pre-show, um, and nobody's going to care about it. Uh, they're they're trying to make you care. They're not trying hard enough. They're not doing a good enough job to make me care. Although I love Rich Swan. I me too. You know, by by putting they had it on Cardona before Swan, and I'm a big Cardona fan now. They had it on Card. They-, they had it on Cardona when Cardona was the hottest character on in the Indies. And then basically kept them off the show. Yeah. It yeah. seems like it's a leftover MacGuffin from, uh, what's this, Cardona. And it's just kind of there. So because his story with Impact, it's it's kind of up and it's it's over right now. And it, they moved it on to Rich Swan, but it doesn't seem like there was much of a plan or like a direction. Is there? Well, no. well there was. So there there was. They were supposed to wrestle at the Slammiversary, but Cardona got hurt. So. Okay. Um, yeah, I think they were just trying to do, they wanted to do the Swan Cardona match and that was supposed to be a bigger match for the history of that title. But, um, you know, he got hurt and they, they put it back to Brian Myers and of course they put it back on the pre-show. So again, and it was actually, uh, before the reverse battle Royal. So that's where they settled that title. (laughs) I feel like I've seen a lot of battle Royal variations between AEW and impact lately. Dude, there's so many battle Royals. We're going to get one tomorrow night too. I'm, I'm battle Royaled out. I yeah. mean, it's just like it lets throw everything in the pot and we'll see what happens. Well, was... and then MLW has the battle right coming up too. Oh, yeah, so yeah. Impact Impact had their gauntlet for the gold a few weeks ago, and uh, that was actually very good. I I I really liked that one. But when the uh, card was coming out for Forbidden Door, I was convinced we were going to get a Rambo in the pre-show. I was absolutely convinced that was going to happen. I'm I'm glad I'm it honestly didn't. surprised. I'm surprised we didn't. They just <laughs> me too. That, Instead of that, they added like, you know, four or five multi-man matches to get everybody or as many people as they could. And it worked, by the Which way. It was wound awesome. up being fine. <laughs> yeah, no yeah. problem turns out, with that. Tur- turns out when you put a bunch of good wrestlers on one show, they'll do really good stuff. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, so the opening video recap last week's dominance by Honor No More and uh, both members of the Briscoes being injured and unable to compete against all odds again. I think that uh, Mark Briscoe is just on maternity leave. Looks like he'll be out a little bit. Um, backstage America's Most Wanted and the Good Brothers were discussing a bad idea and followed it up by greeting Honor No More's PCO. And after attempting to make PCO realize that he wasn't being appreciated by Honor No More, Vince interrupted and uh, let PCO away. So they're they're obviously clearly going towards uh, getting PCO away from Honor No More. Like they've been planting the seeds the last couple of weeks there. For a while now, because PCO bounced into the babyface territory and then inexplicably went back with Honor No More. And now we're trying to get him out, which it doesn't really he doesn't really work for this group, especially now that all the Ring of Honor attachments are gone. So yeah, just just do what you need to do with him, make him a baby face. I think we kind of need it in this company, to be honest. I think we need a few more strong baby faces because we're getting Heath in a featured spot later on. <laughs> yeah, we get we definitely need a good strong character baby face, and that's PCO one hundred percent. And then our opening match was uh, Trey Miguel defeating Chris Bay, Laredo Kid, and the uh, old Steve Macklin. In a four-way, Chris Bay took the pin here, um, which uh, I uh, which grinds my gears. I figured uh, somebody else would take the pin here, but uh, what'd you guys think of the opening match? I, I mean, I, I didn't catch it. I just look. I looked at that picture right now, and Steve Macklin is somebody I wouldn't expect to be in a, in that match. Seems like he's a foot taller than everybody else in that. Uh, he's, he's not. not. He's not. He's, he's like not, no. He's like five. He's like five ten. Yeah, he's not super huh. tall. He's he's like um. 
I don't know how familiar with Impact you are, Justin, but like when Joe was doing X Division stuff, it's mm-hmm. it's hard to compare anyone to Samoa Joe, but that's kind of the role Macklin's uh, okay. playing in this one. I He's see. Like, yeah. like, a, like a bruiser in, in this division. And quite frankly, it works really well. Okay. Um, He's great. He might be the most underutilized guy in the roster outside of Chris Bay. I've seen him have a, a couple of great matches. He's really good. The, the random time of the week. I remember there's something with Jonathan Gresham maybe a couple months ago that was really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. But and I didn't get a chance Miguel. to watch yeah. this one. So how was yeah. it? Good. Uh, JD, what'd you think? It was pretty good. I mean, like, um, so my... I told you I'd message you last night. I gave a hint on for the Patreon. I decided to watch MLW Fusion last night for the first time in well over a year because I'm pretty sure we're going to get some crossover as we get closer to Nashville between these two promotions. And that match, that show opened up with a three-way with because Arez, Casey Navarro, and Myron Reed. This was a lot better. Yeah, that was a fine match. It was fine, but it was the spottiest of spot fests and. You know, um, everything people complain about with three matches, that one actually was. And watching this, like watching MLW, I'll get into more on the Patreon, but watching MLW gave me an appreciation for just about everything that Impact does. So this match, I was very happy with it in comparison to what I watched last night. Yeah, I, I really liked the match. Um, did it live up to all my expectations? Probably not. I think I don't it was think it's supposed to. Yeah, yeah. I think it was a little shorter. I honestly, and you know, we talked last week. It didn't really need to happen. Trey Miguel has a a recent victory over the current champion, Speedball Bailey. They didn't need to put him in a number one contenders match. He should just be the number one contender. But hey, you gotta you gotta throw some matches together. It, I man, I, I worry about Chris Bay's future in this company. Uh, him taking another loss. Uh, I, I can't remember the last time he actually got a victory. He's taking um, a lot of L's. He's getting no promo time. Like he was basically aces valet tonight. And when he came out again, like I'm not liking yeah. what I'm seeing from him, man. Yeah, is he more man. of a impact guy? Cause I know he previously yes. was an impact guy, but is he now like a new Japan guy that's in impact? No, no he's, he, he's, he's an impact guy. That's in new Japan. Yeah. Okay. Vice, vice versa. Yeah. Or he has been up till now. I don't know what's going on in the future. Cause like, the booking sounds like, okay, we got this guy that's not really under contract to us for a long, I, I don't know. I don't know the details, but Hey, it's sure feeling like that to be honest with you. Yeah. It seems like he might be on his way out and that's what they, they do it with some folks. They, they will beat them like a drum on the way out, knowing that they can't get them back. Jake, something would be an exception to that. They, they actually let him go on a run and then he had a title match and he lost the title match. And that was his last match of the company. I think they want him back, but uh, Chris Bay, they probably think once Bay is gone, he's probably just gone. Morrissey. I don't know that that's speculation. So Morrissey kind of comes to mind, you know, they let him go on, you know, major cable television and, and take a whooping from Wardlow when everybody was up in arms and he was out of the company three <laughs> weeks later. And we were like, Oh, Oh, that's why that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah. But on the whole, I, I was, I was entertained by this match. Uh, Trey is a white Walker now, apparently yes, I can make, yes. I can make game of Thrones jokes again because the new show is starting soon. So that's no longer a passe joke. Uh, then we had a promo uh, airing featuring Raven and the upcoming clockwork orange house of fun match. Actually Raven's, Clockwork Orange House of Fun match. Um, I guess it's hosted by Raven, or I don't know what Raven's going like to be doing there. It's like but... a GCW show. They just got to throw his name in front of it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, very, I thought it was a cool promo. Raven kind of looks like, you know, your grandpa down the road. He's wearing a Hawaiian shirt there, got the gray beard. and uh, But then he starts talking. He's like, oh, it's still Raven, and he's still awesome. It was really I, cool. 
I put in the chat, Raven looks like shit, but it's still super awesome. <laughs> like, yeah. He he aged the way you expect Raven to age, quite frankly. Like he looks terrible. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. But then when you, you start... said Hawaiian shirt, it made me think Johnny Polo, not Raven. Yeah, it was kind of like it was like Johnny Polo doing a Raven promo. <laughs> you know what? That's kind of what we just saw. I didn't think about it until Justin just said that. But it was a yeah. really good promo. It was edited. I do think some of our uh, what we do with video production is some of the best in the business. And I thought this was a really yeah. good impact promo. And uh, it got me a little excited for like the madness that is the Clockwork Orange House of Fun match. Which again, I've never been a fan of the Clockwork Orange House of calling it that because it's not a lot like Clockwork Orange. It's more can like even, too many. Can they just say that? Can well, you have like a big words. Lebowski Apparently. battle royal? I mean, they, they get away with it. I mean, uh, yeah. who who did Clockwork Orange the movie? Stanley Kubrick. Stanley Kubrick. I think, yeah. uh, he's dead. So what do you? What is he? What well, do it was care? a book first. Yeah. There, yeah. So there there are right. There are in fact media rights to that. <laughs> like, Unless it's public domain. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know why. There's no it, reason for us to investigate could be. any further. This is. Uh, I don't know. Raven's, this is interesting. <laughs> it's interesting. It's also futile. It's incredibly futile. Yeah. That's our show, man. Yeah. That's, That's what we basically do. brace for impact. That's... Look, we say whatever we want because we know Garrett's not listening. Not listening. So we're <laughs> so we, yeah. <laughs> we just get away with like, but uh, it could be public domain. Winnie the Pooh's public domain now, uh, and the they book. turn that into a horror movie. The, oh, no, there's a Winnie the Pooh horror movie coming. I know, out. I know. I talked about it in my other <laughs> podcast. Like nothing is sacred. He, they turn Winnie yeah. the Pooh into a cannibal. It's something yeah. right of impact, to be quite honest with you. When you watch the, the <laughs> clips from that movie, that's some shit right out of the the um, undead realm and all that. It's right, which we get a little bit of a dose of tonight. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, our next match, uh, Giselle Shaw uh, defeated uh, Rosemary. And I got to say, man, you know, I, I'm always a fan of Rosemary. Just the, I like the character. I think it's a cool character. And I think that she knows exactly who she is and she has become that character. Matches are usually like not the greatest, you know, not like, uh, not, she's not the greatest worker, but she can, she's capable of having good matches. And I thought this was a good match. And maybe, maybe it's because Giselle Shaw is pretty sharp. Um, but, uh, I, I thought this, this whole thing was pretty good. What'd you think, JD? Giselle Shaw is pretty good worker because I, I feel yeah. the same way. I, en- it's weird because I complain every time she's on screen, but I do enjoy Rosemary's character work. And, I, but I agree, unlike the wrestling, it can be sketchy sometimes. I thought this was all right. I thought that having Tennille and Madison on commentary actually worked. I don't know why. Madison mm-hmm. looks great with the with the broken nose. I have no idea why it, it that works. Adds, says says adds a lot about me. <laughs> yeah. You know, I thought this was I thought this was fine and it was fun. And uh, you know, Giselle's in the news right now, so I think Impact uh timed this right by having her on the show this week. So good move on yeah. Impact. Didn't really um didn't capitalize on it, but again, this should get with the tape show. Yeah, well, so I mean, they they could have edited something in, or should I think have. they probably knew that that the news is coming out. So, Justin, I don't know if you're familiar, but the Giselle Shaw has come out as transgendered, um, and so they Impact actually kind of put out. I don't know. I'll call it a press release. I don't know how they actually did it, but uh, they did put out an article about it, and I referenced it in my article last week. So, you know, cool thing that she finally was able to come out and felt comfortable with that. And then they actually uh, had her front and center at the Pride Parade in Toronto. Her and uh, Scott Demore were there representing for Impact. So I think that stuff's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I I kind of get why they wouldn't try to capitalize that on TV. I think they don't want to make that like her character. Like they just want her to be just Giselle Shaw, the Giselle Shaw character, not Giselle Shaw like recently come out transgender Giselle Shaw. Plus she's a heel. So you want to I don't, I don't I think they want to just keep her that way. Yeah, but it's wrestling, and they always tend to steer into whatever gets them any amount of publicity. 
whatsoever you know so right. that's what i expect and perhaps i just have wwe brain too much so i don't know it was yeah. a good match i mean it was um I don't know if I'll say it was a good match. It was a fine match. It was adequate. I was it entertained. Was, it was, yeah, it was a fine match, a fine match. And of course, there was a big beatdown after the bell. And uh, Giselle Shaw, now a member of the Influence. So there you go. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out of market team is never more than a short distance away. Specifically, the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, and then backstage we go to uh, Gia Miller. She's with Mickey James. Uh, Miller asked her about her upcoming match tomorrow at, against all odds. And before James could say too much, she was interrupted by Chelsea Green and Deanna Perrazzo. Green and Perrazzo stated that James is a narcissistic, and James attacked them both before Mia Yim arrived to even the odds. JD, you had uh, you had some thoughts on this. <laughs> shake, shake, shake. Kevin Dunn. Shake, shake, shake. Yeah. Shake the camera. <laughs> Kevin Dunn's influence has now gone too far. <laughs> And now we're getting it back st- and backstage segments and impact, which already have issues most of the time. We don't need the WWE camera shake on these things. Like it was like, you know, it's not going to be great. It's, it's, you know, Madison and Denise or it's a uh, Deanna. It's a jump, you know, it's fine. Yeah. It's just, I don't know, man. I thought this was pretty, <clears throat> uh, pretty poorly shot and poorly handled, but it's fine. It's, you know, I'm not yeah. going to lose sleep over it, but again, it's, it's, <laughs> it's WWE bullshit. And I'd like to see that not off not on this show. Right. Um, speaking of bullshit, uh, backstage, Rosemary was digging into the purse of yeah. Ty Valkyrie. And then uh, she did a seance. And then all of a sudden father James Mitchell appeared uh, from hell, I guess. Uh, Rosemary questioned Mitchell on the whereabouts of havoc. And Mitchell stated that he wasn't sure she was ever coming back to this world. So um, JD serious question is havoc dead or is havoc just in hell? What's going on? She's probably with two dimes in NXT. Hanging <laughs> yeah. out at the bottom of a river. Yeah. Uh, thank you for the question. I was able to roll with that one really good. I'm proud of myself. Uh, yeah. I hate this shit, man. <laughs> like I, Say it every week. God, I hate this shit so much. Like, I'm entertained. The show is going fine. I'm making fun of Kevin Dunn stuff, which, again, it's it's livable. But yeah. then Rosemary's got to talk to a wedding ring in fake Latin and do, like, the, the Sam Raimi <laughs> evil dead garbage. And I like Father uh, James Mitchell. Like, why do they have to do this? God, just I hate be crazy. it. Yeah, just be like, crazy. Don't be, don't be interdimensional. Crazy. Yes. Yeah. What's wrong with just being <laughs> crazy? She's oh boy, Rachel Patreon. Um, yeah. Wh- why can't the characters just be like, oh man, she's weird. It's got to be no. She's in fact a part of an interdimensional cult, and she talks to demons, and she can bring up. Apparently, Father James Mitchell's like a gin <laughs> or something like that. Like it's yeah. just, it's so freaking terrible. I hate everything about this. I'm done. 
<laughs> so I, I kind of like it now. I, I was watching it. I got so happy. I was like, JD is going to be so mad about this. And I'm just going to laugh the whole time. <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah, it's bad. But if it makes JD upset on the pick on the podcast, I'm all for it. I am convinced they do it just for me now. <laughs> I'm convinced. I'm convinced it's a troll just to get me going. Cause nobody likes it. No, it no. adds nothing. Nothing. No. Not takes away. It yeah. detracts. But I mean, like, legitimately, you think Havoc's actually gone from the promotion? Uh, I don't know. So she's in that relationship with Sammy Callahan. Sammy is kind of a uh, a big dog around there. So maybe she's just taking some time. I don't know. Right. Hard to tell. I haven't seen any reports saying that she's out, though. But that that would be something that they would do to get people out. I mean, remember, they murdered Allie and sent her to AEW. And they then did. they, they then Taya Valkyrie shot Johnny Bravo, and then she got arrested and got sent to Stanford Penitentiary. Stan- so. Stanford Supermax. Stanford Supermax, yeah, that's true. That's what you we know, do with Impact. The one thing I don't understand <laughs> about Impact is there, if they're going to do that kind of stuff, I call it like the Lucha Underground kind of approach. It's like either go 100% or just don't. That's the problem. And I Lucha, mean, Lucha Underground went 100% with like Because yeah, that was their right. thing. The whole show was yeah. bonkers. So but I mean, just like, one yeah. match on a TV show, and then the rest of the show is pretty, it's just pro wrestling. wrestling. So, yeah. I, why just that one? And if Rosemary has superpowers, why does she lose all the time? <laughs> she, yeah, she's has magic. How did she not kick out using magic? Always. Like, she, <laughs> like, she, she is the current co-holder of the Knockouts Tag Team title, but she loses constantly on this show. She's got to pray to better gods. <laughs> yeah. It's like you're watching an episode of like Saturday Night Live, and there's one sketch that just kind of sticks out for some reason, and it throws the whole show off. The, the flow is off. I feel like the rest of the show had a flow. You, if you like it, yeah. you didn't like some matches. It, it's all. It's well, not the the quality isn't like. It's not a big gap between it. But when I hear things like this, I just I don't get it. I don't know who yeah, it's, it's for. A, right. It's a it's a variety show. Um, and Rosemary, I'll be honest. Rosemary has a lot of fans. Yeah. And when she's in, and as we heard last week, whenever uh, James Storm and Chris Harris were cutting this passion promo in the backstage area. Uh, in the ring currently was Rosemary having a match. You can hear the whole audience chanting her name. Like people actually really love Rosemary and they love decay. During, um, so I, I think, yeah, yeah. During, during a promo, you could hear audibly uh, a match going on because they do all the backstage f- stuff while matches are happening in the ring. They film all the backstage stuff. So, um, Cost effective. so yeah, so, you know, it's, and Jeff Jarrett would explain it as like, well, it's a variety show. You have a little bit of comedy, you have a little bit of wrestling, you have a little bit of violence, you have, you know, this and this and that. And then, oh, and then all of a sudden we're killing people and then we have magic. Um, I, I think you just take away the, the magic and then we're, we're fine. I think it hurts, like, the, I think it hurts the identity of the promotion because sometimes I feel like Impact doesn't, doesn't know what it wants to be. Right. Like sometimes I think that we feel like we're still like the alternative product. We give these great because, again, the wrestling on this show is far better now than it was a year, year and a half ago. As far as just like top to bottom, I feel like I feel like the promotion is really strong and it's wrestling. But then we do things like this. And I just I don't I don't get it. I don't understand what's for. Justin, you should come on when they bring Wrestle House back. Uh, we, we might take a vacation during that time. <laughs> oh, I quit when that happens. I'm gonna <laughs> I oh, mean, listen, I yeah. I get the idea that wrestling, to an extent, yeah, wrestling is always going to be a variety show, either if it's like a TV program or if it's a live show. But what if you're, okay, let's take the variety show uh, analogy. Let's switch it to buffet. If you go to a buffet and you're at a section of the buffet, you see meatballs, you got spaghetti, you got lasagna, 
got garlic bread. And right next to all that is a big vat of green jello. Why is it there? It doesn't need to be there. It's yeah, it can we can have lots of variety, but this flow right here, there's something off. Why is there jello next to my lasagna? My brother, we used yeah. to go to the Alcacha buffet when we were like poor, and my brother would take would get a plate. Oh, he, would, too. he would come back with a plate full of Thousand Island dressing. That's it. All right. That's what he <laughs> was, that's what you that's, do at buffets. That's how I feel about the undead world. You got this whole it is a big table, plate of dressing. And he brings back a plate of just dressing. And it used yeah. to drive me nuts as a kid. And again, I think he did it just because he knew I would get a reaction. So but it's also yeah. Yeah, it's just like if you're in a situation where you have something you want to do and you, if there aren't a is there's not a real consequence, you just get something where the performers do what they want to do because they want to do it. And if Rosemary is popular, then maybe they need to focus more on like sorting her segments out to at least have her segments make sense within the larger context of the show. It doesn't have to be like changed around or anything. Just not just like, it sounds like somebody made this stuff up like 10 minutes before they went on the air. We had a murder mystery a year and a, a year plus ago when involved yeah. Rosemary. A good murder mystery or no. like a murder no. mystery? Like dinner theater. No. Yeah. Like a dinner theater, yeah. Um, but there it, it was it good? No, but they did have this one scene where Johnny Bravo was in the hospital and he's laying on a Swinger. hospital bed, right? Swinger. No, it was Johnny Bravo. Was oh, Johnny Bravo. Johnny, I'm sorry. It was Johnny, yeah, Johnny Bravo, Bravo right? from, from Bravo. Uh, Cartoon Network. Uh, different different guy but he does oh, have okay. a blonde flat top so um he's like he's laying on the hospital bed right and uh scott demora is like next to him and he's like you know kind of he's not really upset but he's kind of like you know almost worried about his friend and the doctor comes in and he goes well i got some bad news and scott demora cuts him off he goes oh just pull the plug go ahead and i don't know why i thought that was so funny i just started dying laughing and that was the only good moment of the whole fucking thing was, was him just being willing to just pull the plug on his best friend before the doctor could even and give him any kind of news so I that was it for, i completely forgot about that that's why i tried <laughs> yeah. to correct you yeah. yes all right move let's on. let's move on let's move on uh to something great i would say is that's jordan grace is the knockouts champion she's fantastic uh, she took on uh savannah evans who has a lot of potential she's a little bit green um i thought this was an okay match it was a showcase match for jordan grace um, and she got the muscle buster on uh, Savannah Evans. Savannah Evans is no small woman. So that was an incredible feat, man. She got her in the big muscle buster and a tribute to Samoa Joe. Uh, short and sweet, but I dug the match. What'd you think, JD? Yeah, it's fine. Tasha didn't get dressed up for work this week. Uh, no, I think we, I think, uh, I will, we'll talk about it on the Patreon, but I have a theory about her too. So I think I, I know where you're going with this. And I thought I saw them like, wow, Tasha's not even, uh, shy. she's just wearing jeans and like a regular old t-shirt. Doesn't look much like a star. Yeah, she looked like she was in a Bone Thugs and Harmony video, just chilling. Um, next, oh, so uh, Justin, did you get a chance to watch the promo um, that aired about uh, Joe Doring and his time in All Japan? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. Oh, well, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna send that to you because I was hoping to get your your thoughts on that because that's right up your alley. So, a promo aired on the legend of Joe Doring in All Japan Pro Wrestling and what his challenge means to Josh Alexander and the Impact World Championship. They just had some photographs and talked about his history, winning uh, the different tag titles that he won and then becoming the Triple Crown Champion. Um, they talked about his undefeated streak here in Impact and how he um, is probably the biggest challenge. Well, this is what they're saying. that They're hyping the match, but the most dangerous challenger for Josh Alexander to be facing right now. And it was narr narrated by Scott Hudson from WCW. So uh, I thought the whole thing was great. And it was exactly what me and JD had asked for last week so jd what do you what did you think 
well put together, man. This is what this is what Impact is really good at. Hey, the North American debuts of Kento Miyahara and Kohei Wada, which I know Justin yeah. would appreciate because, of course, they should be uh. together. They're just in photographs. But again, if you're an appreciation for All Japan, that should make you smile. What bummed me out is they just had stills and they couldn't get some All Japan footage because I don't yeah. think I don't think that would have been hard. Like, I don't know. All Japan is just who runs All Japan these days. The sponsors. Uh, uh, the the creative creative is run by Tajiri. How about the company? Do you know who's running it? The company itself, uh, like uh, like the owners. Yeah, I think I think it's one of those situations where it's like it has joint ownership from certain sponsors, like Carbell and, gosh, what are, uh, some other? I mean, they're they're domestic sponsors. They're not international sponsors. Yeah. So I don't think it would have been hard for impact to secure some footage or to procure some footage of good. Yeah, there's more there's politics there because it technically is a rival of new Japan who they do work. Ah, I had not. But, but so I think it's more I, about, they don't want to step on toes. If they, probably they, they don't have to. Pro- they probably didn't ask, but I mean, new Japan has sent some talent to all Japan shows recently. They're super shows and you know, the Baba well, Memorial show and stuff like that. Right. And to well, be fair, this promotion still bills Eddie Edwards as a Noah guy. Yeah, <laughs> that they could do whatever they want with that. I'm but still, with, I'm just telling you that's what. Well, with with the uh, all Japan, well, it's not as much New Japan sending guys to all Japan. It's New Japan uh, not re-signing contracts for older guys, like guys over fifty or so. So that's why we're seeing Nagata oh. and Tiger Mask in all Japan. They are there uh, on their own volition. It's not like a um coordinated thing between new japan and old japan it's more new japan says listen we're not going to resign often it, not just in wrestling but a lot of japanese businesses there's a when you sign a contract with a company you often are offered three months six months or a year extension and at certain points in a career in a certain company or certain kind of company sometimes the company won't offer an extension or they'll say, listen, if you want to go and do what you want right now, because we're cutting costs, um, do your thing. And it's a, it's a tight knit community. It's all the guys that are working all Japan and Noah, they've all been around the block. So-and-so knows so-and-so. So that's more why we're seeing, um, new Japan talent not being loaned out more like, um, they're not technically they're not technically under a contract to New Japan right at this moment. Although if New Japan said, "Hey, uh, Satoshi Kojima, can you come and do this match for us?" You know, I'm. Sh- it's not. Uh, it's not loose, but it's also not. Um, not coordinated by New Japan. It's coordinated by the talent. <clears throat> oh, okay. Is, so. Oh, well, cool. That's uh, that's good insight. Um, so backstage, we go to G Miller with a busted up uh, Impact World Champion Josh Alexander. Uh, he reflects on his victory of Eric Young at Slammiversary, and then uh, before we are greeted to unseen footage of other members of Violent by Design laying a beat down on Josh after the show ended. Uh, Alexander then focused on his match tomorrow um, against uh, Josh Alexander and pondered whether we would see Eric Young make an appearance. So it seems like they're leading to Eric Young getting involved in the match. Somehow we haven't seen him in a couple weeks. I wonder what that entails. I wonder um, some people have thrown out ideas. Maybe there's going to be a new member of Violent by Design. So we'll we'll keep an eye on that and see exactly how that goes down. But I thought this was a good promo by Alexander. Josh, yeah, he cut a good promo. He's never going to be a big dynamic speaker, no. right? But he does good stuff from the heart. Boy, his forehead looks like hamburger. 
Yeah. That, that thing was, oof. What is that yeah. Nasty and he wasn't, and he's not a, uh, he's not a very good bleeder. Like, you know, like Angela Parker, that guy can bleed, right? And Matt Menard, Magic Man, Matt, like that guy is bleeder and Moxley. But Josh Alexander, he cut the hell out of his forehead and he doesn't really have a whole lot of blood there. Right. I mean, that's, yeah, Moxley's like an artist with that thing. Like Moxley just, <laughs> it just explodes and it flows down. Josh, I don't know. It looks like he took an X-Acto knife to his fore. He looks like mass transit. Like he just kind of went to the <laughs> Yeah. Uh, next, we go to the Good Brothers uh, with uh, James Storm. They defeated Honor Amore, PCO, and Vincent. Uh, they had the rest of the crew there at ringside to retain the World Tag Team titles. Uh, decent little match here. I dug it. I think we had Big Lights Carl this week. Uh, um, he was looking okay. I think, um, obviously, PCO and Vincent looked really, really good. And then after the match, Honor Amore attacked the Good Brothers and James Storm before Chris Harris hit the ring. And then after a stare down between Honor Amore and Harris, um, Heath's music uh, hits, and then the crowd goes mild as Heath uh, trots down to the ring. There, brought uh, brought a weapon with him and Harris, and then they beat down on him more and sent him packing. That happened. Um, yeah. One more week, we we see the Good Brothers somehow zapped of their personality. Um, <clears throat> I don't like this. I hope the Good Brothers turn on America's Most Wanted. I guess is what we're gonna get. I mean. This is where I tuned in. I was really, I didn't know that was Chris Harris. I mean, I kind of assumed it was Chris Harris at first, but that kind of stuff. I mean, listen, I'm sure he's a great guy and all, but it's not who, again, who is that for? I mean, America's most well, wanted. They were over 20 years ago in a smaller company, but I mean, this guy well, doesn't look like an active wrestler. Well, he's not. <laughs> I know yeah, I, he, it, sure, it sure doesn't look like it. I don't no, know what he, that's supposed to. How is that supposed to entice a fan that's not totally familiar it, with Impact? It's not going. I don't to. know. It's yeah, not. Yeah. It, there were, we're playing to the base with this one, and I'm okay with it to be honest with you, because there's yeah. a lot of Impact fans. This is like a big. This is a big part of this company's DNA is that we love TNA. Like we're we don't call ourselves T anymore, but we love everything about TNA, right? right. And so very often we get um big tna guys big tna moments like this the, the tonight's main event is all about tna so this is another example we bring back one of our most beloved tag teams and i don't think chris harris has had a match since he was Braden walker right right so he i don't know man this is uh is he gonna wrestle or is this a gimmick are we gonna are we gonna get it's him a- hurt next week it's a 10 man tag. He's going to come in. He's going to throw some right hands. I, I saw him a year ago throwing right hands That's uh, true. when he was at ringside with a, for a James storm match and they can run into his fist and he can just, he, he still has a great Memphis punch. He was brought up in the Memphis circuit. So everybody else is going to do the work and Chris Harris is just going to throw some right hands on the outside. He'll probably even bleed. Um, that that's gonna that's gonna be the extent of it. Uh, I get what Justin is saying. Like you're not really getting any new fans. I, you know, uh, and we're celebrating TNA. That's exactly what we're doing. We're not getting any new fans here. This show is going head to head with SmackDown. They are not interested in bringing in new people to watch this. Fair show. enough. Uh, yeah. Joe Doring. Joe Doring's not a big star in this company. He hasn't really had a whole lot of singles matches. This is a. I think this is just a make good because Joe Doring and Josh Alexander have been publicly asking for it for a long time, and they're finally just giving it to him. This is just hey, we have we have to put some content out. We have uh, everybody's paying their five dollars a month for this, which I just uh, subscribed actually, just so I can get the show five dollars, which is not that. You know, not that bad. Um, so that that's what that's what this is. And America's Most Wanted coming back appeals to me. <laughs> that's that's about it. Beer Money was well, the better tag team, but Beer I liked Money America's Most Wanted. Team. Yeah, 
I liked America's Most Wanted. I liked Chris Harris before he went uh, to the WWE and kind of ruined his career. But. Destroyed his entire career. Him, boy, yeah. were they really good at killing Impact or TNA guys? Destroyed oh, yeah. Monty Brown's career. Monty Brown, yeah. yeah, wow. Um, I just crazy. I just made that connection right now. Uh, this is fine. I mean, like you said, like we talked about, this is not really a pay per view. Right, it's an Impact Plus special. It is yeah. what it is, and you're just gonna. It's basically a Clash of the Champions. It, you know? Exactly, it's Clash of the Champions on their streaming service. It comes with the subscription that you pay for every month. These are what we thought the AEW Battle of the Belts things were going to be. Yes, yes, yeah. you know, um, it's fine. It's what it is. I mean, I'm not. I talked before. I'm not thrilled about the main event, but I mean, again, I think this is a way to get another Eric Young match, right? And that seems to be yeah. where we're headed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then we go backstage, Good Brothers and America's Most Wanted, and he shared some words. Uh, and then Chris Harris uh, basically begged uh, James Storm to let him wrestle, um, said that he was going to be okay. He said he was in the best shape of his life. I was like, hey, uh, I, I, yep, I don't think uh, – uh, I, I don't think that one's true there, buddy. But uh, who am I to talk about being in shape? But uh, <laughs> um, and then Storm agreed. They had a big, uh, big handshake and deal, and they said they're going to go drink some beers. So there you go. I believe I don't. I don't know if I believe that. To be honest with yeah. you, Chris Harris, <laughs> Chris Harris should not be drinking beers. Um, no. But that being said, Cowboy makes these things work. He's so great. He's good. Yeah. performer. He really is. Yeah. And and he like because the Good Brothers struggle to be good heels or baby faces. I'm sorry. Terrible. And James Storm carried the whole segment because he knows how to be a baby face. And all the Good Brothers had to do was be in the background and cheer. And I thought they did an effective job of that, of just sharing the cool shit that James Storm was saying. James Storm is like the best modern day version of a Southern baby face, right? Like we don't yeah. get Southern, yeah. like old school Southern baby faces anymore. And when, when James Storm comes out, it's like, oh yeah, that's what it's supposed to be like. You know, yeah. he's really a throwback to a different era. And like, he's still good. He still cuts good promos. He's still good in the ring. He still looks great. What is he, 43 now? Something like, like that, yeah. I mean, he's he's... He still can do it. And again, I just wish I know I know he's got the successful real estate business. Happy he's making money. I just wish we saw him more frequently somewhere. You know, yeah. he, he kind of shows up when he wants here. He does a little bit of stuff in the NWA. Like I'm amazed Tony Khan hasn't tried to bring him out at least one time on Dynamite. Because you know Tony Khan loves his, his TNA. I mean, this new yeah. set is basically two different TNA sets. Um, <laughs> am I am I wrong? No, you're you're absolutely the tunnels, and then he's also at Universal Studios, the giant and, video um, wall that they have now. Yeah. Like, yeah, but yeah, it's like I just I enjoy seeing Cowboy. I don't know about Chris Harris. This is gonna, you know what? I'm more interested in watching the show just to see what Chris Harris does. That's honest to God yeah. truth. Yeah, yeah, that's that's gonna be a little bit of a rough one. Yes. Um, yeah. And then uh, we're actually running up on time here for the free feed. So I just want to real quick, Ace Austin defeated uh, Alex Zane, a rematch from the best of the super juniors. What did you guys think of the match? Uh, I thought that was strange that the crowd chanted impact wrestling for, like you said, this match that just happened in new Japan. Should you at least <laughs> be chanting for the wrestlers? Um, Ace Austin, I, like like I said earlier, I dip in and out, and Ace Austin's one of those guys where I see him, and he always changes something up a little bit, like either his look, uh, the way he wrestles. If you kind of stack that up over the past couple of years, he's really like he's he feels like a more fully formed wrestler. I mean, it's not necessarily my cup of tea. The wrestling style, it's very. I think he's very creative. I think he knows what he wants to do. Although this match for me, not. <sighs> 
it's hard to get into it. And I'll talk more about it when we talk about the next match, because the main event had everything that I wanted that this match didn't have, which is, right. I guess, a, like, a, like, I'm not asking for much of a story, but give me a reason why you're doing these wacky, wild moves. And the, the Taco Bell thing, I don't, I don't get it. That's just I don't Alex. get it. That's Alex <laughs> Zane just being Alex. It's yeah. Alex Zane's. It's his Twitter character. And he's nobody, popular, if you don't follow, though. He's popular. If you don't follow him on Twitter, you don't know the character. So. Here's what's yeah, weird. I, I, yeah. Here's what's weird. Like you're saying, we as the Impact audience really haven't been introduced to Alex Zane as a character, right? He just comes in and does matches on occasion, right? So we don't – and this match literally happened because it happened in the Best of the Super Juniors, which was the better match, quite frankly. Yeah. Didn't they were Yeah. I'm just your blank yeah. there for a second. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I like that one much better. Uh, it's fine. Like it was good. It was, I mean, I enjoy. It was. I enjoy that kind of stuff. I do enjoy the flippity floppities. So it was fine to me. Uh, but it was creative. The, the, both of them. I got it. You know, props for being creative. There was one crazy thing that Zane did, like a no hands back. What was it? Like a, he jumped over the rope and then did a SI moonsault or something and. Use his hand it's towards the end of the match. This it was needed, wild. This needed video package to remind yeah. us about what happened in New Japan. That's what was right. lacking, I think, from this match. Is I think that we, as the audience, could have been because I don't think a lot of the Impact fans are watching Best of the Super Juniors, right? I mean, Impact's got its loyal fan base, and I don't know how much crossover there right. is. So a lot I, of them kept up to it. Kept they up, kept up with through my columns. That's well, very. They kept point. up the, because of my call. That's yeah. a good point. I think that I think that having because again we have access to that footage. We do all that. We use it all the time. So I would like to have seen them, you know, refresh our memory on why, and not just having you know uh, Hannafin tell us why this is happening, but you know, do what you do. We cut great. We cut great promo packages. Give us two minutes yeah. on why Alex Zane and Ace Austin are wrestling because it was actually a really good angle. So I mean, I'd like to have seen that play out here. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so we go to the main event. Uh, Chris Saban uh, defeated Frankie Kazarian. Um, you know, I, I got to say, I, I watched their matches early in their careers, and uh, this is the best match that these two have ever had against each other. It's so much better than the matches than we saw in 2003-2004 because 2003-2004 time frame, they were just throwing as many moves as they could together uh, trying to get the, the Nashville Fairgrounds audience to just pop. They told a story here, and uh, and I would say like the first five minutes, somebody might have thought they were it was boring, but they were actually setting the table for what was happening later. And then they built to that crescendo, and the last five minutes of this match was incredible, I thought. Uh, just a, a wonderful, wonderful match. The last match that uh, Brian Hebner, apparently, the referee, is ever going to ref. Uh, we'll see We'll see how that goes. Um, but that was his retirement match. So uh, I, I loved this match, man. What would you guys think? Awesome. I yeah, I agree. I, I agree with you. I I did get a chance to watch the two thousand, was two thousand three, two thousand four. The day first around, time. around it was it was fairgrounds. It was, it was fair. in the fairgrounds, but yeah, it was around that time. Yeah, so I went back and watched that one too before, and and I agree with you. I think they just they're smarter professional wrestlers now, right? Yeah. They they get that that less is more, and they're seasoned vets, and they really knew how to put together a really good match. And we've been waiting for this for a little over a month now in this promotion. Like we've been building to get here and it really doesn't do much to advance like a story or anything like that, but it was just a great pro wrestling match. It was probably my favorite professional wrestling match I saw on TV this week, to be quite honest with you. I was thinking you could definitely, I would rank it up there with anything that was on television yeah. this week, but you know, again, it might be damned by fame praise because it's in front of a small crowd on impact on a Thursday. But if you are watching or you haven't watched, this is, yeah, compared to how they wrestled when they started almost 20 years ago, 
it's it's just like a more refined version of what these guys alex shelley even like aj styles were doing back then but you could tell there's like a natural chemistry between them um the flow the there's no like um stutter moments or pausing moments like you see in some other matches with the younger guys where there's like a hesitation or uh, are they confused am i confused what's going on it, it was just like a, a natural flow to the match from the beginning where it was a little slow i didn't think it was too slow but compared with everything else on the show it could yeah. come off as slow but i think it it paid off i think they yeah. they can do it and i think they're in better shape now than they were like 20 years ago as well I agree. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Absolutely. Both guys look incredible. Um, I, I know that people think that Frankie Kazarian is probably pretty underutilized in AEW, but um, I, I think it's probably because they're not watching Rampage or Dark, and that's kind of where you would see Frankie Kazarian. But um, he, he is so freaking good. AEW has a great, great wrestler in him. And then Impact is so lucky to have Chris Saban around because I think that that guy could be a top guy in any promotion. Um, but he's a producer here, he's an agent here. Scott Demore is his trainer. He's very loyal to Impact. I'm sure they pay him very well because he doesn't do a ton of indies. Um, I know he's got a couple indie matches coming up, but it's very selective. So um, I think they take care of that guy pretty well. But uh, I, you know, I I thought this was a great great match. Um, and for me, the overall show, I thought it was a hundred times better than last week. A big thumbs up for me. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime we get the guns on TV, even if it's just Saban, right? It makes me happy. Yeah. I just like seeing them together. I like hearing the music. Like it. You know, um, they big think, oh, the most influential tag team in Impact. It's like, yeah, no kidding. Like, yeah. everyone has taken a page. Everyone in the States has taken a page from what the Motor City Machine Guns did. And just, you know, watching two consummate professionals still be great 20 years later is something that makes me happy. Because, like, back in the day when we were kids, when old guys would come out on TV, it never looked good. It was always mm-hmm. a joke. And these guys are, like the same age as like Roddy Piper was in 2003. Right. And <laughs> yeah. they're, it's true. Like, and yeah. they're still really good. So almost more athletic and like more, like they're pushing themselves more, at least in the ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the character and the angle stuff, that's a different story. But as far as just being wrestlers in the ring, I mean, I, this was for me, this was good enough to, to watch. Like I, I would watch that and go, okay, I'll check out the rest of the episode. Cause it was that good. I really yeah. enjoyed the main event. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it very, very much. Um, and uh, just real quick, I, we won't go match by match on against the laws and get thoughts. I'm just going to run down the card real quick and then we'll kick it over to the Patreon. So uh, main event, we got Josh Alexander against Joe Doring, of course. Um, what do you, I mean, obviously Josh Alexander is going to win this one. Um, but uh, you guys, what, you know, I think Justin, you're probably more familiar with Joe Doring than I uh, say I am. I know JD, you're pretty familiar with him. I, I think when, yeah, Impact signed Joe Doring. I think both of you guys, at least one of you guys, sent me some videos um, watching some old Joe Doring matches from all Japan. Um, you know, and JD and I were chatting earlier in our BFI chat, and this is very much a you know, does Joe Doring still have it match? What What do you guys think? Are we we gonna get kind of the twenty thousand and ten Joe Doring, or what? What What do you expect to see here? I think we'll get a decent match. I don't. I think. Um. I think we'll get a good like eight minute match right i don't think it'll be very long i think it'll be protecting joe he's going to do that big cross body he'll do some cool power spots josh is a good worker but we're not going to have like a resurrection of a guy who was really good probably probably the, one of the best work big gaijins in his era you know joe doring was mm-hmm. really good back in the day he's just not that guy anymore but we'll have a good match he'll probably have some uh, some schmaziness with uh you know the rest of uh, vbd and 
I imagine we'll see Eric Young come back and pile drive Josh on something. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking, just because like what you guys were talking about, like the show is more like a battle of the belts, clash of the champions type show. So if they did have the capacity to have a great main event world heavyweight title match, maybe they wouldn't have it on this show. So like JD said, maybe a short or teaser version of what what they could do or how it would work out and probably uh, some more storyline angle stuff involving Eric Young. And I, I imagine that is what will probably cut off the match or at least whatever happens. I expect some storyline stuff to happen. So cool. Yeah. Cool. All right. So we'll just do quick hits. Uh, just uh, tell me who you think is going to win. Uh, Jordan Grace and Tasha Steeles. Jordan, Jordan Grace. Jordan all the way, absolutely. Uh, X Division Championship, Speedball Bailey uh, defending against Trey Miguel. Oh, I got to go with Speedball. I lost yep, the graphic. Speed. Speedball. No, it's okay. Yep, speedball all day. Don't worry about the graphics. Um, uh, Knockouts Tag Team Championship, uh, Ty Valkyrie and Rosemary against uh, Tennille Dashwood and Giselle Shaw. I don't care. <laughs> all right, who gives a shit? Uh, we'll go, we'll move. <laughs> yeah. Whoever uses magic. There you I, go. I so them. that's what's gonna happen. Right. That's gonna be them. Ro- Rosemary, definitely. Uh Ravens, Clockwork Orange, House of Fun match, Moose and Sammy Callahan. I'm looking forward to this one. This is gonna be chaos, right? I always say I'm tired of plunder matches. Then I watch a good plunder match and I go, Oh, that was fun. And I imagine this will be a fun <laughs> plunder match. It never fails. I think that we will get um Moose on this one. Moose, yeah. Moose. I was gonna okay. think, I was thinking the same Moose. thing. I'm going to stick with Sammy. I think Sammy gets the dub here. We'll see, though. Um, I don't know more versus the Good Brothers, James, or America's Most Wanted, and Heath. Uh, meh, meh. <laughs> I'm going to say whoever. I'm going to say Honor No More. I don't expect yeah. it to happen, though. I, I'm yeah. interested to see how long Honor No More, like the, the faction, plays out. I guess this might, you know. Tick, tick. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. this might either keep it going or we might see it start to wrap up from here. I th- I think they pin Vincent or something like that, and then PCO and Vincent get kicked out is what I'm thinking. But um, who knows? Um, Deanna Prazo and Chelsea Green versus Mickey James and Mia Yim. This is interesting. I don't know. This is one I can't really think of who I would think of when. I'm going to go with uh, Mia Yim and, Ch- and, um, and Mickey James. Yeah, I'll go with that too because Deanna's the champion. Maybe they want to. Deanna's uh, not the champion. Oh, she's not yeah, the champion Jordan, anymore. Jordan's Jordan, the champion. Jordan, excuse Jordan, me, Jordan Grace yeah. is the champion. See, that's how long I've uh, been away and been paying attention. <laughs> so, yeah, what JD said, I believe him. Yeah, having Justin on the show, we're just trying to educate him for his uh, his live review for uh, yeah. Against All Odds tomorrow. <laughs> it's a prep, prepper. As a okay, so. This one is going to be a barn burner, and if uh, you weren't excited for the main event or you weren't excited for Speedball Bailey and Trey Miguel, they just announced this tonight. I think it's going to be a show stealer. The Motor City Machine Guns versus Ace Austin and Chris Bay. Oh, I missed that. Oh, yeah. When did that get yeah, announced? Towards they, the end of the show? They, yeah, they announced it in passing. They didn't even get a graphic. Oh, I didn't even yeah. notice that. Yeah, I, I did hear yeah. that, yeah. That's yeah. That be great. That's interesting. I, I think they're going to tear the fucking house down. Yes, I got. I don't expect Bullet Club to to win. I think Chris hey, Bay takes knows? the loss. I think I, Chris Bay gets pinned. He's, that's what he's been doing. One hundred percent. This might be Chris. Uh, yeah, swan getting, song. Getting the boot. Yeah, we'll see. And then uh, the pre-show digital media champion Rich Swan defends against Brian Myers in a dot combat match. Okay, 
<laughs> okay. Okay. What? Now are you are you interested now? Are you interested no. now? But the last dot combat match was awesome between uh, Matt Cardona and Jordan Grace. Yeah, it was. It was. It made me laugh. Jordan Grace. Times. She power bombed Matt Cardona on flip phones. Like, how could that, you not like that? That did happen. <laughs> well, it's got some stuff to live up to. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, it'll be. <laughs> I can't take. I. Whatever. Rich yeah. Swan. I mean. Yeah, they're 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 gonna probably keep the belt on Swan until Cardona comes back. So <laughs> it's a torn bicep, man. That's a long injury. That's a long that, process. That is true. But like I said, you know, he's kind of a genetic freak. You get the ten cc's of Diana Ball a day. Uh, maybe you uh, maybe you heal up a little bit faster. Who knows? It is, it is used for recovery. So it is. That's that's what it's for. Um, but hey, if you're listening to us on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, that's going to do it for us this week on the free feed. Um, check us out over on patreon.com slash fightgamemedia. Uh, I'm finally going to tell my story of the time that I was in Japan and All I right. got into a fight with a former world champion sumo wrestler named Aki Bono who once also wrestled uh, the big show at WrestleMania, I guess a couple mm-hmm. years prior to that. So I will kind of tell that story. Plus we're going to talk about, uh, you know, Santana's in the news. Uh, I want to talk about him. To, uh, just a couple hours ago, Sean Ross sat posted some news about Santana. I want to get the guy's thoughts on that. Uh, Alan Angels is a free agent. Can, you know, let's talk about him a little bit and whatever else is going on in the impact world. So until we go over to the Patreon, Justin, why don't you go ahead and plug your podcast, man. Uh, write that down with Fumi Saito. It's on the Fight Game Media podcast feed, along with Brace for Impact and all of our other awesome podcasts. So a uh, new one just dropped today. We talked about Tajiri's new book, which is in English. It's been translated into English. It's called uh, What Pro Wrestlers Are Showing the Audience. We did an extensive talk on that. We talked about Forbidden Door. This was before the pay-per-view last week. So we did some general talk about Forbidden Door and Brian Danielson especially. And uh, next week, if you are interested, be on the lookout for the podcast feed uh, for Write That Down. We're doing a profile on Kensuke Sasaki. Write That Down is the best Japanese professional wrestling historical podcast out there. You will learn so much listening to Fumi. Like I sit there and I just I'm lost every week and just learning so much. Like I'm a history junkie. So I just sit back and listen to you two guys go at it. And it's it's so much fun. I love your show. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we're going to have some guests coming up. I, th- I don't know if we're going to put on the Patreon or on the, end of the free feed, but cool stuff coming up. Um, yeah. And uh, if you're watching Against All Odds tomorrow, check out the WrestlingObserver.com, F4WOnline.com website. I'll be writing up the report. Cool, man. JD, you got any got anything to plug, brother? Nope. Nope. Not me either. No column this week. So... Um, but I will be uh, I will be going solo on that ass this weekend. I'll be reading Justin's report and talking some against all odds of right here on the Patreon. So again, patreon.com slash fight game media. Uh, free feed. We'll see you later. And Patreon, stick around. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands. And are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.